One of the ways that we break the ice here is we do a uh, little role playing. I mean, that is if the experts all agree. Oh, yeah, yes, I think, I think that's works. right. Let's try it. We make up a scene, and then everyone plays someone else in the family. That gives me a very good idea of how the family operates. Uh, Tony, uh, why don't we start the role playing with you? Would you do um, Angela, say, at breakfast this morning? Oh, God. <laughs> I'll give it a shot, Doc. I'm not sure I can do it, but. Uh... Um, good morning, Tony. Here's the menu for tonight's dinner. Guests arrive at 7.06. You must have drinks done by 7.10. Hors d'oeuvres at 7.19, and dinner is served at 8.01. You must stop by the dry cleaners and pick up my dress, and don't forget to have the car service this afternoon. Oh, and by the way, when I was in the sixth grade, I went to camp and I lost an earring, so if you have a chance between classes, could you drain Lake Michigan and see if you can find... Thank you, gotta run. Hi. Welcome back to... A-O-O-A. The Who's the Boss podcast. My name is Tori. And I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single every last episode one of, them. of Who's the Boss. You know, I was scrolling down. I was looking. I was listening to the last one for a little bit. Our, and I, our actual episode? Yeah. Oh. And I was on Spotify on mm-hmm. my desktop. Yeah. And I scrolled down. Like I wanted to hear the difference in the microphones from the last episode to the first. Right. Because I oh, know so first bad. ones are so bad. I know. It sounds like we're in a bathroom or something. <laughs> and I, so I, I scrolled down and it took me forever. And like I was blown away of how, how, many, how many we've, we've done. done. I know. And we have slowed down considerably. I know. We should be like and nearing I apologize the end of season that. seven right I know. now. <laughs> we really, we would have been through season uh, six. It's just been we're, getting crazy. we're still in 1989 and I'm just, I'm losing my fucking mind in 1989. Hey. I'll bleep that out. Sorry. I'm used to the other podcast. But um, I know we've slowed down and we need to pick up the pace. Yeah. And, and you know why I think we need to pick up the pace is this reboot might actually still happen. Yeah. Yeah, I really had lost all hope, but Alyssa Milano has been saying a few things on some interviews and... Oh, we have news. A little bit of news, not much. Really, it's just that it's still in development. So in development can be very broad. Who knows what's happening with in development? A lot of people have, you know, things going on. I mean, I don't really know what Tony Danz is doing right now, but... A lot of people uh, have different projects going on. Singing with random that, bands on the street that he sit by. That might have. He <laughs> did a show. Unless they're trying though. to get Judith Light, which probably not. Okay, so here's another piece of information. So Danny Pintaro, who plays Jonathan Bauer, right. is has recently decided that he's going to get back into acting. So he was in New York getting headshots done, and he's been very active on social media lately. And so he did a live, and he has no, like, he just... He just talks and he just says what whatever he, knows. he wants. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he was saying that, you know, the idea is kind of more of a being a Sam and Tony show with Jonathan and Angela appearing less regularly. So oh, okay. it does seem as if they are involved, but the amount that they are involved. Yeah. Maybe they live together somewhere. Well, not together, but. Right. You know, not. Obviously, they're not in the same. Well, that's yeah. interesting. It makes you wonder what happened. To well, Tony or and it could be something like Tony and Angela live in Florida, and now Tony's come up to help, come back to help I Samantha. Like the foods, Florida, because that's where old people go. Oh, yeah, okay. 
and you know now he's come back up to help From Samantha and so she's just on sometimes she comes to visit or something and he's just doing this for a little while to get Sam back on her feet or whatever and then maybe Jonathan lives somewhere and then he comes by so um, you know but his thing was kind of like don't call it a reboot of who's the boss if it's just going to be them like make it a whole nother show but honestly who's going to watch this show's going to be a hard sell I well, think it won't probably be around. called who's the boss it's probably going to be like right where's the boss <laughs> or something you Sam's know I mean? the boss right yeah because like full house was now, fuller house or something or yeah but he did make a good point where like when they first rebooted fuller house it was like oh we're going to focus really on the kids it's all about the kids and i guess it didn't do so well so then they started bringing back in you know the dads and stuff and made it the entire cast and then it's really a reboot so we'll see what happens but now i feel like we better get this thing done before they if they beat us i'm gonna be disappointed we're gonna be in trouble because we had a very broad head start they won't beat us this episode is season six, episode eight. It's called Supermom Burnout. It first aired on Tuesday, November 14th, 1989. Oh, boy, almost there. In Not the t- really, though. Yeah, month and a half. TV Guide Summary says, While undergoing family therapy for Sam and Jonathan's sibling rivalry, Tony is diagnosed with Supermom Burnout. All right. Uh, yep. Between his study, domestic and paternal duties... Overworked Tony is risking a burnout. Tired of smoothing the endless bickering at home, he joins Dr. Barry's family therapy against Brooklyn tradition. However, the conclusion is Jonathan and Sam bickering is normal sibling friction. Only Tony needs more sessions. He ends up in a group for super moms. All right, yeah, it's very thorough. I like the against are. Brooklyn tradition. Right, what does Brooklyn tradition mean? <laughs> you don't go to therapy. You yeah. just suffer in silence. And I, I, you know what? I really think that was what you did back then. Oh, totally. And going to therapy was like some kind of like Do you think something to be ashamed of. Anyone or? in our family no. has ever gone to therapy? No. Do you think anyone in our family could have used therapy? I... Plead the fifth. (laughs) Yes. And it's, um, well, we'll get to it here, but Angela's uh, road with therapy is a little bumpy and has some plot holes because she says something here that contradicts something she said in a previous episode, but we're used to that now. This episode was written by Eric Gilliland. Gilliland. Now, when the episode starts, Tony's in the kitchen making breakfast and he's making breakfast not only for the people who live inside the house, right? But he's making breakfast for the lazy woman who lives outside, outside the, house. the house. Ooh, that was a good sweet boom mic. Yes, yeah. there's a very good boom mic in this opening scene, right over Mona's head. And he's also studying for a test at the same time. So Mona is complaining now because it's bacon and egg. oh no, I'm sorry, it's sausage links yeah. and eggs for breakfast. And I guess that's what he's been making every breakfast. So he's no. she's anno- she's bothered by it. She would like something different. You can have whatever you want in your own little house, garage house. Yeah. And you know what? There was a time when Tony was throwing out oatmeal packets. So zip it, freeloader. 
I mean, it's like a freaking Wednesday or something, and there's there's pancakes and sausage. I know. Yes, that's true. What it's family not, not, right. has this kind of breakfast during the week? Meanwhile, he, you know, he's busy, which I guess is the whole point of the episode. Right. So she's like, oh, sausage and eggs. I love it. No matter how many times I've had it. So then he's like, oh, that's right. I promise you something different. So he takes her plate and he squishes down her sausage links. And then he's like, how about sausage patties? Mm. And when we were watching this, you anticipated that he was going to say bacon. Yeah, and I think that bacon. that is a better joke. I do too. Yeah. So if he would have squished it down that and said, like, now Tony. Bacon. Yeah, yeah, now you got bacon. <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? It totally would have worked. Yeah, it would have been a little stronger than the sausage patty. Right, sausage patties is still sausage. So Angela comes in and she asks Tony, what is the menu for our business dinner on Friday or our business dinner this week? And he's like, oh, don't worry. I've got plenty of time between now and Friday to figure it out. And she's like, no, it's actually on Wednesday. Oh, boy. So now he's a little panicked because he's like, on Wednesday, I have midterms this week and I have a ton of stuff to do. So he's trying to figure out what he can rearrange so that he can make the perfect business dinner for Angela's clients. Now the kids come into the kitchen and they're fighting. And you know, it's actually like interesting to see these kids never, I mean, they bicker a little bit, but it's so funny how TV kids are way different than real life kids. Like in real life, your kids fight about 87% of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And on sitcoms, somehow the kids are barely even in the episodes. Right. Right. You know what show I've really noticed that on lately? Because we watch a lot of Everybody Loves Raymond just randomly, like while doing other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it on, because well, it's one of my all-time favorites. Yes, he has. And I'll watch it while I'm like doing the dishes, yeah, in the kitchen. And those kids are never in the episodes. Like unless they yeah, have specific things that they need to do, it's like they don't even have children. Where know, are but they? you can't. Just like this show. I know, just like so Friends. Where to... was Rachel and Ross's baby for half of the time it was alive? Right. And Ben. And they would still be out places and you didn't know where the baby was. Right. (laughs) Okay, so they're fighting. Sam doesn't want to drive Jonathan to school. And he makes a joke about her hair looking like a grease pit. Now, Alyssa Milano's hair is considerably darker. I noticed that too. Yeah, I was like, gosh, she's dyed their hair. Yeah, than the episode before. And Tony makes it. So he says... Now, we said we weren't going to make jokes about her hair, even though she didn't clear it with her father before she got it done. So my thought is, and I looked up to see if Alyssa Milano was in a certain movie or shooting something that she would have needed that hair for, and I couldn't find anything. Like not anything that came out in like 1990? No, that's exactly what I looked for. was something that came out in 1990 that maybe she would have played a certain part where she had to have that hair color, and I couldn't find it. So... My thought is maybe Alyssa Milano just decided she was going to dye her hair and then they had to explain it on the show. And so that's how they did it. Angela asks Samantha, why don't you want to drive Jonathan to school? And she says, because when I drove it to school yesterday or some other day, it decided to turn to Nancy and impress her by drinking cranberry juice through its nose. Mm, That's kind of gross. (laughs) That is gross. And who's Nancy? Yeah, and who? Yeah, more importantly, who's Nancy? Yeah, we, Nancy. We will never meet Nancy. Yeah, just Nancy. We don't know Nancy. And then Tony's like, um, "We stop, stop fighting with it." And then he's like, "I'm sorry. I mean, Jonathan." <laughs> <laughs> and Angela asks him, "Where on earth did you learn to drink cranberry juice through your nose?" And he says, "Grandma." Of course. Of course. I'm telling you, it's like Mona smokes weed. 
<laughs> always over just eating all the food, freeloading and smoking freeloading. pot. Yep, and teaching the grandkids the kids terrible things. Yep. Mona offers to give Jonathan a ride, and she says they'll go get breakfast along the way because she was very unhappy. Oh, with I know. Him. Well, you know what? Good. Yeah. Go find your own breakfast. Go to IHOP. Yes. McDonald's already. You don't even appreciate what is being done for you. But it's just like, if you didn't like it, you don't have to say it. You don't have to be so... <laughs> Gosh, let's go get breakfast because this one was terrible. That's what makes Mona a funny sitcom character and a horrible person. Yeah. If she was a real person. Yes. So the kids are still fighting all the way after, um, as Jonathan's leaving. And Angela's like, what is going on with them? And she says, you know, I think we have a classic case of sibling rivalry. And he's like, no, because they're not siblings. But I mean, logistically, well, they are siblings. Yeah, they're being raised as sense. siblings. They're not blood related. Right. And their parents have this weird ass relationship. But and, and they've lived together forever. Yeah, they've lived together since she was... 10 10 or 11 and he was like six so they essentially are siblings angela says that maybe their irregular relationship is confusing the children i think that's a good point too i think those kids have to be a bit confused about what is going on between them at this point and he's like our relationship's not irregular and then she says well maybe it's making other people irregular Why is nobody regular in this house? <laughs> no. Maybe because maybe it's all the sausage yeah, links. True. I don't know. Maybe. If you look between them in this scene, there is a newspaper clipping on the refrigerator. And I'm so curious as to what it is. I, I, I'd, I'd Be- love to know. Yeah, because you know it has to be something that has something to do with one of the cast members or crew members or some somebody it almost on the looks show. like an obituary from here. Oh, yeah. That's it's like a picture and then there's a thing underneath. Oh, yeah. It. That's really sad if that's what it is. I don't know. Um, so then Angela's like, I just think that we need to do something about this before it gets out of hand. And I didn't realize that this could be taken as a dirty joke until you brought it up. Of course. But then Tony says, what do you mean? Bef- until before they get home from school? Right. Like that. Yeah, I took that as let's, let's, <laughs> let's get, go upstairs, let's get it on. Make this regular. Right. I'm ready. Although we know Tony's not ready. Yeah, Tony's no. never ready. Yeah. But Angela's like, no, I mean therapy. So she wants to go talk to a professional. And she thinks that Tony is going to say no to it. So she's all ready with a rebuttal when he's like, no, no, I actually think that it's a good idea. And part of her rebuttal is that she's been in therapy over the past two decades. But wow. you remember the episode where she says that she loves Tony? Oh, yeah, that's right. That She said that was the first time she'd ever gone to therapy. Ah, See, they forget these things when they write yeah. the show. And you got nerds like us yep. taking Just, notes. Yep, picking it apart 40 years later. See? Or for many years later. So Tony is actually on board. He is willing to go to therapy and have the kids talk to somebody to see if they can get their fighting under control. When they get there, grumpy grandma <laughs> oh, no. is complaining. Mona's complaining that she had to go to therapy as well. She doesn't know why she's there. And I know why you're there, Mona. Yeah, you're the root of the problem. <laughs> you're causing all sorts of problems. You've been messing Angela up ever since she was a kid, and now you are probably messing Jonathan up in some way or another while freeloading off Tony. So the kids are getting a, a kick out of watching Angela and Mona argue about Mona not wanting to be there. When the therapist comes out and his 
the patient he had prior to them is leaving. <laughs> and as he's going through the lobby, he says to him, yeah, I think you're doing great. And pretty soon you're going to be completely over that insatiable redhead who ruined your life. And Mona puts the magazine over her face oh, because gosh, she must. Another, another one of Mona's victims. <laughs> ruining men all over town. Wow. This poor man had to go to therapy. From Mona. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I haven't been to a therapist in a long time, but I don't remember. I do remember, I think, there being like the waiting room. So you would see the person coming out as you were going in. That is a little awkward. I wonder or if no, you I was going to say, you wonder, I wonder what their problem is. <laughs> and they're looking at you like, yeah, <laughs> wonder what's, what their problem? <laughs> what's her problem? So the, they all get ready to go into his office, but Tony isn't there yet. So, so far, it's just the kids, Mona and Angela. So they take, they go into the office and they look at the couch because that's always a big joke on sitcoms about therapy is the couch, laying on the couch. And he's like, don't worry, it's not the couch, it's just a couch. Mm. And they all get a good little giggle over See, that. See, I thought maybe I missed something with that joke, but I Yeah, guess. that's just like a therapy thing. Okay. Because I think... I thought maybe something went down on that couch and I missed it. Not, oh. <laughs> not that I missed it going down, but I mean like a joke about the couch. Oh, oh, right, right, right. When I was watching, I'm like, what's the deal with the couch? I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's just that like old school thing where like any comics that you would see growing up as a kid and somebody was in therapy, they were always laying on a couch and the therapist was sitting in a chair. But the times that I have been to therapy, I have never laid on a couch ever. I've always, yeah. I've, there's been a couch and I've sat on it, but you yeah, just Yeah, normally... why was the, why was why was that a thing? I don't know. Like movies and stuff always show somebody laying on the couch while the therapist talks to them. And I don't know if that ever happens in real life or if that's just a TV thing. So Tony shows up and he's late because he went and picked up Angela's dry cleaning. So as he's running all over town, he had to schedule this appointment into his day. <laughs> and and as he comes in, Angela's like, he looks at the couch and Angela says, don't worry, Tony. It's not the couch. It's just a couch. And she starts giggling. And he looks at the therapist and says, what a corny joke. No. He doesn't know that, that was actually that guy's joke. Yeah. Now he's off on the wrong foot. <laughs> and honestly, Tony, that's a joke that you totally would have made if you had thought of it. Yeah, of course. All right. So should we talk about the doctor? Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't Dr. seem Burrow. to know. He's done a lot of things. He's still acting. I mean, as of 2017, he was in Silicon Valley. Um, oh, yeah, nice. and he was in um, the, that movie Bad Words. He was in an episode of ER, Mad Men. Mad Men yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of things. But you might recognize him. He was in General Hospital for a while. You know what? I think I saw that earlier, but I got a little giggle because Santa he Barbara played. Too. It's funny. He was. Sorry. I think he was on General Hospital before I started watching it, like right before, because he plays Quentin Quartermain, and Quentin I cannot Quartermain. remember who Quentin. Quartermain. Well, it was eighty-seven to eighty-eight. It says. Yeah, and I think I really got on board like eighty-nine. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe your mom would recognize him. Yeah, possibly. But uh, yeah, I, I thought that was funny because I was like, Quentin, like I know Alan and Jason and all the other Quartermains, but uh, that one I don't remember. What's really funny is he was 21 Jump Street. He was Dr. Enlow. 30-something, he was Dr. Weiss. Oh, he's typecast as yeah. a doctor. And who's the boss? He's Dr. Burl. <laughs> <laughs> so Angela sets up the fact that the kids are in the same school this year and they've been fighting a lot. And Dr. Burl's like, okay, well, you know, one of the things we like to do here is a bit of role playing. 
where we have everyone play someone else in the family, and then I get a sense of how your um, how the dynamic works. So Tony pulls out a notepad and he starts taking notes as the doctor's saying this. <laughs> and he's like, Tony, it's okay. You don't you don't have to take notes. And he's like, Oh no no, I just remembered something that I have to pick up at the grocery store later. And if I don't write it down now, then I'm totally gonna forget. So. And he he says it's garbanzo beans. And then by the time he's done with the sentence, he can't remember garbanzo beans. But the doctor tells him. What's wrong? Is Tony 80? (laughs) But the doctor's like, okay, well, how about you go ahead and start? He tells Tony to get up and to pretend play being Angela that morning. This is another thing I don't know. Do they do they really do this in family therapy role playing? I have no Probably idea. Probably not. Doesn't seem. <laughs> I've only effective. been to therapy with just me, so I didn't really have anyone else. To Seems play. like you could really piss somebody off. <laughs> yeah, I don't see how this would be helpful. It doesn't seem to be helpful here, but I, I guess so. And so Tony gets up and he's pretending to be Angela. And this is the clip we played at the beginning of the episode where he's like, uh, "Good morning, Tony." You know. Uh, Guests are going to arrive at 7. We need hors d'oeuvres by, by 7.10. 7, yeah. Drinks by 7.19. And if you don't don't forget, I'm going to need um, my dry cleaning picked up and the car services this afternoon. And then she's like, oh, and by the way, when I was in the sixth grade, I lost an earring at camp. So if you have a chance between classes, can you drain Lake Michigan and see if you can find it? Thank you. And, and you know what is excellent about this is I think... Um, at the end of this, when he does this scene, I think they're genuinely laughing. Yeah, right. If you look at yeah. all of their faces, yeah. like Mona's like clapping and everything. I think they thought, you know what I mean? The scene was kind of done. Not, you know what I mean? Like they would cut because I feel like they're all laughing for real. Yeah. And the audience, so normally when I pick a clip for this show, I'll look at the episode and then I look at the episode on the timeline of GarageBand and I look for the laughs because you can see them. Oh, right. And so I look for the biggest laughs and then I see what that is and if it makes sense for what I need. And this is the largest laugh we've had on this show in a long time. Like it goes on. People are clapping and laughing for a while. Yeah, that's why I think, I mean, I think they probably had a break there. And Yeah. But I really think if you look at Alyssa Milano's face. And it's just a great everybody's performance face, too. They like are he genuinely nails, laughing. He nails the performance, you know, right. going through the whole thing. So yeah, it's a really cute moment. It's a funny scene. So everybody is laughing, and then Jonathan gets up, and he pretends to be Samantha. So he's just going on and on about how, like, I'm the coolest kid at school, you're so ugly, and Samantha's like, I never call you ugly, and he's like, oh, you don't think I'm ugly? She's like, no, I think you're ugly, I just don't call you that. (laughs) So then he tell the doctor's talking to Sam and Jonathan at this point, and he's, you know, asking them, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about this? And Tony tries to get involved in it. And then we kind of, there's like a little fade where you see that time has passed. Right. And Angela's going on and on about <laughs> when all. I was 14. <laughs> it's like, you knew it was going to go down yes, that road. I know. And she's like, yeah, that um, going on about something. And then the doctor's like, maybe we should focus on the children. She's like, oh, the children were terrible to me. (laughs) (laughs) And Tony just has that look on his face, like, come on. And he's like, no, Angela, these children. And they cut that part out. They shortened it a bit on the antenna TV version, I noticed. Ah. So the doctor's like, listen, 
these kids are fine. They just fight because that's what siblings do. So you're behaving perfectly normal and there's no issue here. So they're like, oh, great. Okay, yeah, so. you know what? They they solved that in the kitchen and they could have saved probably a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, I know. What do you think? No, back then this was probably like 40 to $50 maybe. I don't know. It's all of them though. Oh, like that's true. I don't know if you have to pay per price. person. Yeah, I don't know how that works actually if it's more or less. And you know Angela's footing the bill for all of well, this. Well, they could have saved 50 bucks, whatever. Yeah. Because they had that figured out before they got there. <laughs> exactly. So he gets, he's like, you know, you guys are doing great. It's nice. It was nice to meet all of you. And he's ready to send them on their way. And then Tony realizes that while he was at this appointment, he actually missed one of his midterms because he scheduled <laughs> this while he was supposed to have a test. And Angela's trying to calm him down. She's like, I'm sure if you talk to the teacher, you should be able to get it rescheduled, you know. And the doctor's now looking at Tony. So he says, actually, I think I would like to see you again. I'd like you to come back. And the whole family kind of gasps and like looks at him. And I love how they have them all standing there in a height order also, if yeah. you notice. Yeah, it's Angela, funny. Mona, Samantha, and then Jonathan mm. in the holding in, in the back. Although I've noticed that Jonathan is almost as tall as Sam now. I know, he was sprouting. Yeah. And I don't think Sam gets any taller than this because she's gotta be about seventeen here. So she's done growing. So the family goes home. And Tony goes off to see if he can figure out how to deal with his um, missing test. Oh, boy. And they're all kind of talking about Tony. And they're like, you know, he's just, he's overworked and he's doing so much and he's trying to go to school. Then Jonathan tells Sam, it all started when the doctor handed you over to him and said, look what you've done. Wow. (laughs) So they're they're still fighting (laughs) like regular siblings. So Tony comes home. And he is going to be able to retake his test. And the family is being very nice to him. They're all like cuddling up to him and giving him a big hug. And they're happy for him because they don't want to stress him out any more than he is already stressed. (laughs) And this part wasn't in the antenna TV part. No, it wasn't. I mean, antenna TV version. And so there's a part later that seems a little like it doesn't make sense without this part. Like here they've decided they're not going to do anything to upset Tony because he's already stressed out. In the kitchen, he starts getting dinner ready immediately. And Angela comes in because she knows that he now doesn't want to go back to therapy. He tells her that he's thought about it and he doesn't need it. And she's like, I really think that this could be beneficial for you. But he, she's like, and you were completely on board with it earlier this morning or whenever they made the appointment. Right. But he says it was fine when it was for the family, but it's not something that he really needs to do for himself. And then she, of course, has a story to tell. Back when I was in <laughs> my senior year of high school, I was, I was overweight and I wasn't dating and I was doing all this stuff wrong. And he's like, oh, so you went to therapy? And she's like, no, it wasn't until the next year <laughs> when I was eating even worse. And um, he's like, okay, so basically you're telling me that if I don't deal with this, my problems are going to get bigger and I'm possibly going to get fat. Gosh. I know. I know why, why, why the fat jokes? I don't know, but she wouldn't stop. Like, what? you know what I mean? She wouldn't stop telling the, the oh, yeah, story. Yeah. Well, so no, eventually it just got to that point where. But yeah, I just don't think but that, I know that's the type would. of joke no. that you wouldn't really hear on TV. No, um, not anymore. anymore. No. There were actually some viral tweets 
earlier this week by Allison Tolman. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember her. She is on... Um, I remember from Good Girls. Yes, for sure. she was in Good Girls. And then something we watched recently. Well, right now I'm watching her on season two of Why Women Kill on right, Paramount+. Right, Plus. I know she's on that, but and it was... Some, what did we watch recently? A movie? No, you're thinking of the other lady that looks similar to her. Are you thinking about Don't Give Up? No. Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't Look Up. No, no, don't no, no, no. Up. Don't oh give up. What you, don't was... give up. No, it's not her. No, no this one Jenny's was in gonna something Jenny's going to laugh too. at me because I, my friend Jenny who listens to this show and I, I said something wrong the other day and she was calling back to when we were talking about our parents saying things wrong. Yeah, and don't no, give up. I just up. did it again. <laughs> um, no, she was, never mind. She was in something recently. I'd have to look it up. Oh, gosh, sorry. Okay. I'd have Slam to look it up to, so to see what it was. But okay. it was something we just watched the other day. Anyway, she's awesome, and she just went viral on Twitter for saying to stop putting fat jokes, any jokes about weight in your scripts, like a plead to writers and showrunners. And she was saying, you know, also, when you, we don't need to have someone described as the skinny intern. Like, there's no reason to put that unless the fact that that person is skinny has something to do with the role. Mm-hmm. Like I guess she's saying when you're going to audition for auditions and stuff like that. And she says, and if you are trying to say that the annoying woman in the movie theater won't shut up, in your script, don't put the fat woman in the movie theater. Right. Because right. that's another thing where people who are overweight tend to be characterized as like being annoying, annoying and or sloppy yeah. and whatever. Right. So it was really interesting and I'm glad that they went viral because I, I it's less now like I feel like the blatant jokes about weight no longer happen on TV like the stuff that we saw in Growing Pains with Mike and Carol and the stuff that we see here and also here there's kind of this idea that it's okay to make jokes about Angela's weight because she's no longer heavy just mm. like it was fine to make jokes about Courtney Cox Monica and to show when she was heavier and to make fun of her because she no longer was heavy. Right, right. And I think we've gotten better about that on TV now, but it seems as though like the characterization sometimes that actors see on stuff and for auditions and stuff still maybe call out things where they don't really need to. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good point. She's making a point. Yeah, just leave, leave the body description out of it. Who cares? doesn't right. matter. All right. Anyway, so. Where were we? So Tony still doesn't want to go to therapy. And he's like, you know, where I come from, it's just not really what we do. He says, we work things out for ourselves. Yeah, again, and that was not far off from the 80s. And Yeah, no, not at all. Spe- probably especially men, how they handle their problems. Yeah, and I don't even think it's a Brooklyn thing. I think it's no, just it's a... No, it's just a generational thing. Generational thing, for, yes, for sure. And... Did you already say a man thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. I did. Yeah. Because it is. So she says, you know, that might be the problem. You've been trying to work this out for yourself and it's not going so well. So he decides that he is going to go. So now we see back at the doctor's office, there is a group of woman, women in his office that are getting ready for group therapy. Now, I think in this kind of situation, it would cost less. So it would make sense that Tony's going to this because I don't think Angela's paying for it anymore. Tony walks in late again, 
sees these this group of women sitting down and he's like oh i'm sorry i didn't realize you already had someone and i'll come back yeah, he didn't know what he was walking into no and he's like oh no no this is the group that i want you to join so he's like tony welcome to my group for super mom burnout and he wants to get up and leave immediately <laughs> so there's a woman there who's kind of in business attire so we get the idea that she is a working mother then there's a woman who looks like she may stay at home because she's baked cookies for this, or maybe maybe she just works at a different time. Yeah. And then there are two other women. One is heavily pregnant. Yes. And um, then the, the another lady named Rosie. So he's like, I this is not what I need to be. And he's like, no, no, this is the exact group for you because all of these women are juggling so many different things during their day. And, you know, they're trying to figure out how to balance it all. Now, I wonder why he makes the Florence Henderson reference. Oh, what is the Florence Henderson reference? Flo- he says, what do I look like, Florence Henderson? Sorry. I had oh, I guess because that's the mom on the Brady Bunch? Yeah, but she didn't... She didn't do anything. No, she had a they housekeeper. had Alice. Yeah, they had, they had their Tony. So what was... <laughs> so what he looks like is, um, what, was the, what was the housekeeper's name? Alice. Alice. Oh, I just said that. I just said Alice. Oh, you just said that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Don't look away. Oh, my gosh. And we, we didn't. Hmm. Whatever <laughs> I, you I said. I said don't look up. And we just made no, fun it of is Tony don't look not. Up. Oh, don't give up. That's what I don't said. Don't give up. Um, we made fun of Tony for not knowing garbanzo beans. And I, I forgot we that are you just said Alice. Rambling. Oh, okay. Anyway. So, yeah, you're right. Florence Henderson. Maybe she, just more of a Flo, the Florence Henderson reference was more of like just a mom. Yeah, I think taking just taking care of. Yeah, what was the mom on Leave It to Beaver? It should have been her instead or something. Um, yeah, June. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, June. So Tony Barbara was, Billingsley was her name. Oh actually. yeah, thank you. Oh look at that. I'll pull that out of nowhere. <laughs> so as Tony starts to listen to these women, he's realizing that he does have more in common with them. And like one woman's husband argued because he didn't like what was for dinner. And Tony's like, oh, Angela would never do that. And she's like, yeah, but then, you know, afterwards he felt bad and we made up and we had a great night of sex. I know, but wait, wait, time out though. Yeah. He said Angela would never do that. But you know who would? Mona. Mona. <laughs> <laughs> Every That's time. That's true. She just complained right? about breakfast in this mm-hmm. episode. But then she's like, we had a great night of sex. And then he's like, oh, Angela doesn't do that. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) See? Now, this lady is Kit McDonough. Yeah, Rosie. Rosie. And I know that I know her face from a ton of stuff. It's probably McDonough. You're probably right. What Um, do I know? uh, I don't know. I I mean the only thing she's in she's one episode of Modern Family. Yeah, but I feel like uh, in the eighties she was in a lot. Well, she was in Wings. She was in um, Three's Company. She actually played the um, roommate that Jack replaces, the one that's moving oh, out. Oh, okay. It's the yeah, first. Just, it's the um, pilot, a man about the house. I just feel like her face is one of those faces that I remember from my childhood, but I don't know why. And it does seem like she was just in a lot of different shows around that time. It says, I saw Laverne and Shirley, Happy Days, so it must just be that that's why I recognize your face so much. Yeah, there's, here's a, I'm showing you a picture. Oh, Not yeah, that yeah. anyone can see it. Yes. It's a very good that's podcast. That's her there. And, uh, so anyway, yeah. that's probably what we recognize from just different 
episodes and shows. Yeah. And then um, Polly, I believe, is the pregnant lady, Mary Angela Pino. I don't... She, again, she has a familiar face, but there was nothing really that I saw that she... That I recognized hmm. her from. Yeah, I don't... I don't actually don't think I looked her up, but... Um... Same with Sonia, who is Marilyn McIntyre. And then Lisa was played by... Kathleen Coyne. Mm. So the ladies asked Tony, like, okay, well, what, what is this husband named Angela? <laughs> and, and we know you have kids, so what is your story? So he explains, you know, not much. I, Angela's yeah. not my husband. She's my boss because I'm her housekeeper. And I have a daughter, and I'm going to school to try to better my life. And, you know, he's like, that's pretty much it. And they're like, oh, okay. Well, you are absolutely one of us because you're juggling all of these things while trying to take care of a family. Dr. Burl tells him, you know, you're going to have to let some things slip. So maybe you don't make all the beds. Maybe you don't do all the laundry. You nope. know, you got to put some stuff. But I mean, Tony doesn't want to hear that yeah, no, at all. That's, not, that's nonsense. Yes. What are you talking about? He can handle it all. So he comes home to Jonathan and Samantha, who are fighting in the living room. But since they don't want to upset Tony, as soon as he walks through the front door, they start singing some... Ja- Kumbaya or something, no, right? No, it's uh, Row Your Boat Ashore. Oh, Michael, Row Your Boat Ashore. Michael, Michael, that's the name. I couldn't remember. <laughs> oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> and Angela and Mona come down the stairs because they're doing laundry. And he's like, you know what? No, guys, don't worry about it. Like, I can handle this. And he's like, I've learned that I'm going to be able to... Um, you know, compartmentalize stuff. I'm going to say no to the things I need to say no to, but I'm still here to do my job. And they're like, okay. So then Samantha's like, can you do something, this for me? And he's like, oh yeah. And then Jonathan says, can you help me study for this assignment? Like a math test or something. Yeah. And he's like, yep. And then Angela says, oh, and the, the dishwasher is stuck in rinse cycle. So can you look at that? And then he says, no. Yep. I like that he says no to Angela. I know. Out of everyone. And he's like, you know, I that's something that we should pay a, a person to do and that I can take off my plate and we'll get a professional to come to the house. But Tony's never done that before. No. He's been fixing stuff and fixing the trellis and all sorts of cleaning the gutters, all sorts of stuff. So he's like, he feels good about that until he starts to walk up the stairs. And he's like, you know, but then we got to pay someone to come to the house and do this. And right. he's like, no, 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 I'll do it. He, so he tells Jonathan to get his math book because he can help him do math while he's fixing the dishwasher. Tells Sam to pull her car into the driveway and he goes into the kitchen. And then he comes back out and he says, and while I'm in there, will somebody please call Dr. Burrow and I'll tell him I'll be there next week. Right. And the, the other takeaway from this scene is that's Mona's laundry that he's doing. They mention it and he's oh, like, really? he tells Mona, I'll do your, I'll do the oh, your laundry. Right, right, right. And then she's like, here you go. And throws it to him. And it's her laundry. So he's doing her laundry. He's feeding her a meal. Like, what does she do? Nothing. And she's a freeloader. Mooching off of Angela, living for free and getting, and getting all of her meals. At, probably at a job she does poorly. You know what I think the problem is? What? We're jealous of Mona. Yeah. Mona's got a sweet deal. Safe to say, yeah. Yeah. Who's the boss will be back in a moment. Stick around. In the tag, Angela's in the kitchen eating grapes. Yeah. Who puts grapes in a giant bowl like that in the fridge? Tony. Like not covered. And... The radio was playing that like little 
whatever cassette deck that they have that sits on the kitchen counter when they need when it there. When it's needed. Right. <laughs> and she's listening to a radio show. So it's like a doctor call-in radio show, similar to like how Frasier was set up when yes. that show was on. Right. And the person who's called in sounds suspiciously like Tony. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and he's telling the doctor that he's got a problem because he is in love with his boss. Yes. And that, you know, they've gotten really close over the past few years, and even their kids get along, and he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. So Angela's listening to this, and she's like, Tony? And then Tony comes in the back door... And he's like, oh, I never listen to that show. It's a bunch of weirdos. And he stops the radio show. See? So what do you think? Is it really supposed to be him? And he's now embarrassed because he thinks she's going to hear it? No, or because, it's, is it because not at the him? time it would have been a live call. So that's why when Tony walks in, you realize suddenly it's not it's, Tony. Oh, I see. Okay, so that's the joke because it's not supposed to be Tony. Yeah, I mean, unless she's listening to a taped show but there but then it was always live yeah, I that's think. true uh, it's not like she's listening to a podcast <laughs> on that big radio <laughs> okay all right so that is know, the end of the take. no no i think you're right i it was always seemed like an odd tag to me but yeah, i guess they just had to add in a little bit of there wasn't much tony and angela in this episode so i feel like whenever there's something like that they always add in one little scene to kind of keep yeah. that little spark alive yeah and that is the episode. Uh, all right. Okay. Who wants to go first? I don't know. I'll go. All right, go. I give this a six and a half. And okay. I, feel, I feel like it's not one of my favorites. I didn't remember it that much. And here's why it's not one of my favorites. The third act just kind of ends. Yeah. Like there's no mm-hmm. like actual conclusion to it, except for Tony's never going to change. So I don't know. It just kind of seemed like an abrupt ending. Um, I like the fact that they dealt with something like this where they put the man in that position. Yeah, for for the time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um, kind of bringing to light, you know, the idea of parents balancing work and kids and, you know, the house or whatever. Right. Um, I think that kind of speaks to me a little bit more now since COVID than it did before. Um, so it was an interesting thing for them to tackle that long ago, but I don't know. Overall, the, the episode just seemed kind of like it had a weird flow. So six no, and a half. I agree. I'll agree with you. I think a, a six and a half is a, is a solid rating for this episode. Um, I, um, I agree with all the, pretty much all the points you made. Um, I do feel like it just kind of was just there as an episode like a filler type of episode there were some funny jokes in it um you know and then tony meeting with the mom group was kind of funny and they convinced him to stay and then he realized well i actually kind of do fit in here you know um you know he's talking recipes with the woman with the cookies and (laughs) everything oh yeah yogurt Um, and yeah exactly so um and and, you know it's kind of nice at the end tony does acknowledge that maybe he does need therapy once in a while which i'm sure we never see him go again no never or it's ever brought up no Never. But um, yeah, I agree. Six and a half overall. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. I think the boss is Tony. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, they had to convince him to go, Um, you know, and he's still, but I think he's still like, in the end, he was still in control, even though he admits maybe I do need, you know, some therapy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not, uh, you know, 
he's not man, too manly to to say that he doesn't, even though he kind of tries to. But he he, <laughs> he realizes gives in quickly. right. He gives up quickly. Realizes in the end, yeah, you know what this therapy does help. But in and but he still has control of the situation at home. He's still kind of in charge. And he, but he still can't let go. Like even though he tells stands up to Angela in the end. Hmm. Um, but then he, then he collapses again and then, (laughs) you know, kind of realizes, well, maybe I can do everything. Um, I mean, I can kind of relate. I understand that too. Like I kind of try to do a lot of things, you know, especially in the weekends, try to get a bunch of stuff done or help this one little one do this or whatever. Um, so refuse to get a pool man. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, yeah, Mr. Got to do it all, but then get frustrated when I'm trying to do everything and I can't get it done. Right. So I can kind of relate to that. Um, but yeah, Tony's definitely the boss. Yes, I agree. Um, even to the point that Tony realizes that he needs to go back to therapy at the end. Not that we'll ever see him do it, but I like right. that yeah, he is like much. recognizing, oh, okay, I do have a problem here, so yep. I will go back to therapy now. <laughs> I will go back. And he is holding that whole family together. Like absolutely, Tony is running everything. No He's doubt. trying to go to school. Yep. And like Angela for oh yes, cat. I mean, I don't want to say she's in the man's role, but historically she's in the man's role in this family. Yeah. Because she goes to work. She comes home. Yeah. Tony handles all Dinner's of the housework. The I mean, I know he's a paid employee, but he also is probably handling both kids full school schedules for whatever they need and whatever he has to be on top of. So he really is the glue holding that entire family together. Making pancakes and sausages every morning. Yeah. Come on, Tony, just let them get some cereal and, uh, call it a day. Yeah. (laughs) And move on with your life. So yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So you can reach us at who's the boss podcast on Instagram, we no longer have a Facebook page. Huh. Uh, we're on Twitter, but I don't post anything on there, so don't even bother. But you yeah. know what you could do? You could go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast, and there you can leave us a voice message. The next episode we're going to cover is episode nine, and it is called Sex, Lies, and Exercise Tape. Oh, boy. Yes, this is a pretty funny one. I do enjoy this oh, one a good. lot. This is going to deal... We haven't had one that really deals with the Angela and Tony relationship in a little bit, and this one will. So, all right, that's all. We'll talk to you later. All right, bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your your sister or brother. Maybe you have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.